systems for their business clients since 1997. Here's team member Steve Gilman. Well, our primary mission is really to listen to our clients. So we may develop and support systems around their specific needs rather than trying to just fit them into something that comes off the shelf. Our primary goal is to earn the trust necessary for building a long-term, lasting relationship with our client. It is truly our team's primary focus. We've made some major enhancements here over the past couple of years, and I truly believe it's our ability to provide managed services through a state-of-the-art system while continuing to provide a personal personal touch in building relationships with our customers. The team at RB Technologies knows it's all about building lasting relationships. Call 223-4448 or online at rbtechvt.com. When you think of business technology and communications, think of RB Technologies. It's time to get the story behind the story. Interviews with newsmakers, newsbreakers, and your phone calls. Radio Vermont presents The Mark Johnson Show. Thank you, Jim Connie. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning in. Nice day out there today. Thanks for spending part of it with us. It is going to get a little toasty out there, so you might want to plan accordingly. Well, rain is expected on the way, too. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, coming up on the program in hour number two this morning, we're going to be joined by a uh, couple that has uh, been doing organic medicinal herb farming and has put together a pretty remarkable book on that topic. And they're going to be up in Burlington at Phoenix Books coming up shortly. We'll tell you all about Jeff and Melanie Carpenter's book, The Organic Medicinal Herb Farmer, The Ultimate Guide to Producing High-Quality Herbs on a Market Scale. We'll take your phone calls throughout the program as well. We'd love to hear from you at 244-1777. That's our local number in central Vermont. And toll-free, you can reach us at 877-291-8255. I want to talk a little bit about the uh, big announcement yesterday by Senator Bernie Sanders. is uh, now officially running for president. Uh, quite a uh, crowd last night in the evening. Uh, a nice night for the uh, event down on the Burlington Waterfront. Some uh, the uh, police estimating some five thousand people there. It was uh, it was quite a scene, you know. That between about four thirty and ten of five, the uh, the crowd just doubled, and it was really uh, just people streaming down from downtown. A uh, very interesting phenomenon, just to watch. Uh, coming up here shortly, I'm going to share with you. I had an interesting interview. I, I really enjoyed t- uh, talking with John Nichols, who writes for the Nation. Very uh, sharp guy, and also uh, Senator Anthony Polina. They were talking together, so I grabbed them both, and uh, we went off into a... Well, as you'll hear, there really was no quiet place down in the Burlington Waterfront, uh, but uh, did our best. And again, love to hear from you on the program this morning. You can reach us at 244-1777. That's our local number in central Vermont. And our toll-free line's 877-291-8255. Uh, before I went to that event, though, yesterday, I had a great lunch down at Red Hand Cafe and Bakery, where they uh, one of the things they're serving these days, which if uh, you might want to check it out, this awesome beet salad that they have. It's uh, it's uh, golden beets, not the red variety. But, uh, wow, so nice on a hot day to have something like that. And here is the, uh, I think, the best news of the week I have for you, which is that the pink lemonade is back at Red Hand Cafe and Bakery, and we all know what that means. That means that it is definitely summertime. And uh, here's the other good news. The 
Uh, ice cream sandwich whoopie pie variety is back now. That replacing the cream filled ones. You know these people are just so imaginative down there. So you could uh, pick up a few of those. One issue on a day like today, you know, rats. You just got to eat it while you're right there in the car and bring. Uh, you might want to like bring a towel because those can get those ones can get a little a little messy, but it, they're worth it. They're worth it. So stopping down there first thing in the morning, and you can uh, pick up some great tasty treats to start your day. You can also stop there for lunch, and you know you can also stop there on the way home, pick up a couple of loaves of bread to go along with that soup. Maybe you're having for dinner. Maybe you pick up a few other items there too, and they uh, will essentially have made dinner for you. And that's all at Red Hand Cafe and Bakery right off of Interstate 89, Exit 9, and that is in Middlesex. And it's right off of uh, the interstate there. And you don't have to get involved with any of the uh, the uh, shenanigans going on at Exit 10. So it's, it's Exit 9 where you'll find uh, Red Hand Cafe and Bakery. And we always appreciate when you say howdy from us here at WDEV AM and FM. All right, I want to share with you, uh, as you'll hear, I caught up yesterday afternoon with Senator, State Senator Anthony Polina and also John Nichols, who writes for the uh, Nation magazine. And uh, we were talking about, this was about, uh, this is probably uh, an hour or so before uh, Bernie spoke. I'm here on the Burlington waterfront. We're here at the uh, Bernie Sanders for President kickoff. Uh, I'm here with John Nichols, who writes for the Nation. And also Senator Anthony Polina. My first question, just on um, plausibility of all of this, John. Well, it's entirely plausible, right? Because we're still some, uh, by some measure, a democracy, right? And so when somebody starts a campaign, the last thing any of us should do is, you know, drop into pure punditry, right? Say, oh, well, you know, maybe he can win two delegates in western New Hampshire and then pick up a little there. And we, you know, no. Let the people imagine this. Let's see where this thing goes. Uh, I think that at this point, Bernie Sanders has already done dramatically better than a hell of a lot of people expected him to do. He's got over 100,000 small donors, I think 42 bucks a, a piece. He's got better part of 200,000 people have signed up to volunteer. They just scheduled an event in Minneapolis for Sunday where they expected 150. They've already got 500. Now, that's all anecdotal. Doesn't mean a thing in you know some sort of final you know wrap-up of this but what it does say is to my mind there's a huge energy out there and that energy is going to go someplace uh my sense is that it's likely in the democratic primaries bernie sanders is going to get a lot of that he's going to actually have greater viability than people expect then he's going to go into the meat grinder of contemporary American politics, which is more about money and bad media than it is about politics. And I, I won't lie to people and tell you there's anything easy here, but I would say right now, um, you know, we're standing out here on the waterfront. There are crowds of people coming in, long lines of people. It looks exactly like the fish concert that it is. And, um, and, you know, I don't think they're coming because they want to waste an afternoon. I think they're coming because they actually believe something interesting might be happening and i think something interesting is happening and what we're going to find is that people around america are really hungry for a political leader who actually speaks to them and works with them and we all know bernie very well in vermont and we know that his message resonates obviously with the great majority of vermonters regardless of whether they're urban or rural or well, you know what kind of work they do and what their what their backgrounds are, and what we're going to find is that the same thing is going to happen around the country. 
where Bernie's message is going to resonate really strongly with a lot more people than the, I guess, established media pundits would, would believe at this point. So I think that a lot of folks are going to be surprised at how he connects with people. You know, on the one hand, you've got Hillary Clinton, who doesn't seem to be willing to even talk to people, from what I understand, in the media so far. And then on the other hand, you have Bernie Sanders, who's made his life talking to people and talking directly to them about what's important. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens when Bernie starts talking seriously about inequality and low wages and the struggle that real people are going through. Because I don't know if these other candidates are going to quite know how to respond, and certainly not in a way that is as genuine as we know that Bernie will be. So I think that, you know, people are ready for someone who speaks to them and doesn't speak down to them. And that's the kind of guy Bernie is, as we well know. John, I was reading this morning this piece that was doing an analysis of the media coverage. Or actually, was a, quoting a Columbia Journalism review, and they were saying that he, they were treating him as a, you know, a bit of a, a novelty, a bit of a freak. Is that what you're seeing too? Look, I, I think media coverage in this country operates on two levels. Uh, there is an upper level of media elites who, in many cases, have have never actually had much interaction with grassroots America. And to them, uh, Bernie Sanders is an absolutely incomprehensible reality. I mean, he's beyond comprehension. First off, he is a democratic socialist who proudly says it and doesn't apologize for it. Right off the bat, that's supposed to be the end of the discussion, not the beginning. And so, yes, there's a ton of people that are treating him as such. And it's not right-wing media. I mean, it's often, you know, what we think of as, you know, credible elite media. But what's kind of hopeful about our times is that we've sort of blown everything up. Uh, and it frustrates me a lot because I don't think that our newspapers do the job they should. I don't think most of our TV or radio stations do the job that they should anymore. They don't have the staff. They don't have the energy. But we have a lot of independent journalists who are out there. Um, we were covering things. I think for them... Bernie Sanders is, uh, you know, sort of what they've been waiting for to, to cover, not because they necessarily support him, but because here's somebody who's real who actually answers questions. The big qu debate on media coverage of Bernie is about that middle, between that elite journalism that is always going to just do, you know, the emptiest, dumbest punditry ever. And the, and the grassroots is really excited. Wow, here's a candidate for president, U.S. senator, interesting guy who answers questions. The middle is your... You know, state-based media in states like Iowa, New Hampshire, Colorado, Minnesota. Um, we'll see how they cover Bernie Sanders. And, you know, you're going to have a really good response, a really good measure, you know, test measure, uh, just in the next few days. He's going up to Minnesota on uh, Sunday, I believe. You know, look at, you know, Monday morning's Minneapolis Star Tribune and Pioneer Press. If it's a four inches in the back or nothing at all, uh, then, you know, you're getting, a, you're getting an unfortunate reading. On the other hand, if they pop him out on front and they say, well, here's a pretty damn interesting thing, and he's starting his campaign here, um, I think that's how we go around the failed elite media and start to get to maybe the discussion we ought to have. So I, I think it's within the realm. Can't Bernie play to that kind of um, the media's looking for a fight? Oh, up to a point. So Bernie doesn't want to fight. That's the weird thing about it. He's not a jerk. You know, I, I mean, it's a complex thing, but, but it is a problem. Because in our politics, you're supposed to say horrible things about other people, right? I mean, what, think about what our politics, if you landed from the other planet, right? You just came in. So what is our politics? You turn the television on a week before the election, it's ads, 90 to 95% of ads, you know, furiously telling you don't vote for the other guy, right? Because he's the worst person in the world or she's the worst person in the world. And everything about it is all built on this, you know, kind of hate of the other person. 
weirdly enough, Bernie Sanders, who I've covered, and Anthony's covered, or been around him a lot and all these stuff. You know, Bernie Sanders is actually interested in something that's unheard of, never discussed in politics, issues. And he actually likes to talk about ideas. Weirdly enough, he is comfortable talking to a right-winger uh, who happens to share his concern about trade policy or something like that. Um, that is, you know, it's, it's a complex thing. He's not going to give the stupid media the fight that it wants, right? But any media that is still employing people who went into journalism for the reason they went into journalism, which is because they're actually interested in ideas and the functioning of democracy and what might come of an election. I mean, again, he's sort of a, it's not just a breath of fresh air. I, you know, I actually, I wrote a piece for tomorrow. I haven't finished it yet. I'm still working on it. Where I said, you know, the last time we had somebody talk like this was Franklin Roosevelt when he was running for re-election in 1936. And he said, you know, the bankers are all out to get me and I welcome their hatred. He didn't attack bankers individually. He, as a class, said, I do not like these, you know, super rich people who are doing all this bad stuff. That's what Bernie Sanders says. And boy, if you get that into the discourse of a country, watch out. Because I actually think there's a hell of a lot of people who are out there, you know, wanting to talk about that kind of stuff. Well, you know, Anthony, it is interesting how Bernie does have that sort of appeal to, you know, people in the kingdom. It isn't just the left-wingers in Chittenden County. And I think it's just because he is a genuine person, and he, he does like talking to people about what's important to them. You know, I think going back to the media for a second, what will be interesting is that Bernie will exceed the expectations. You're right, a lot of the more traditional established media is going to say, well, this guy's out there on the fringe somewhere. But when hundreds of people start showing up and start, you know, cheering for Bernie and saying how they agree with him and how this guy really speaks to me, He's going to exceed their expectations, and that's going to make them have to cover him even more because he's going to be the rising star. And I think right now, when you talk about the media, you're talking about the traditional media anyway. You're talking about, hate to use cliches, but it's the 1%, you know, writing and talking to the 1%. Bernie's going to blow that whole theory out of the water by talking directly to real folks. So realistically, how well do you think he's going to do? Realistically, I think he's going to do very well. I think that there's right now probably three people in the country who could be the next president, and Bernie's one of them. One of them is some Republican somewhere. I don't know who that who that tends to be. The other, there are only twenty running. I know, but only one of them is in the position to actually get be the nominee. And then you've got Hillary Clinton, who we presume, at least through the primaries, is going to be strong. And then you've got Bernie Sanders, who is going to get on the stage and debate Hillary Clinton. And I think, as Vermonters know. That's going to be a great thing to watch, and I think people around the country are going to be really fascinated and kind of turned on by watching the debate between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton because he's going to be very direct. He's going to be very strong. He's going to talk about inequality. He's going to talk about what's going on in people's real lives, and I don't know how Hillary's going to respond to that. I really don't, but I'll be fascinated to find out how. Do you see it as one of three people is going to be president? No, it's the first time I've ever disagreed with Anthony Polina. I believe there are four. Um, no, the, the fact of the matter is, I don't know uh, where it's going to go. Bernie Sanders says that, uh, you know, there's going to have to be a political revolution for him to get anywhere near the Democratic nomination or the presidency. I agree with that 100%. I think our politics is, is pretty damn near broken. I, I don't think there's much that's functioning in it anymore. And, uh, and I do think that it's time for a political revolution. I don't know if Bernie Sanders can spark it. It's a huge climb. That's a, you are literally talking about you know, taking a politics that is on this pedestal right now and moving it off. 
like, you know, just shifting the whole damn thing, turning the course of the Mississippi River. Big deal stuff. Um, it has to happen. It will happen. It happened in 1932. It happened in 1860. I mean, we have had it in America, and it will happen again. There will be a political revolution where the whole thing will shift, and you will start to have a very, very different politics. I don't know if Bernie Sanders is going to do it, but what I do know is this. I'm pretty sure that his candidacy is a part of what will do it. And that's, to me, a much bigger deal. I'm a historian of politics, not a pundit. I wish I, wish I could rise to the level of punditry. But I know, for instance, that... Robert M. LaFollette's campaign for the presidency in 1924 mattered mo more than most of the other campaigns of that period because he paved the way for Roosevelt. No doubt about it. I know that John Fremont's campaign for president in 1856 mattered more than most of the campaigns of that era because he paved the way for Lincoln. The fact of the matter is, sometimes you win it, sometimes you pave the way for something else. I, I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen, but I will tell you this. I love Burlington, Vermont. It's one of the greatest towns, fabulous town. But I would not have come here today if I thought this was a waste of time. Period. There's a lot. I'm busy. Everybody's busy. And I bet even Anthony's got other things to do. And so I wouldn't be here if it was a waste of time. And I wish that you had a video camera with your microphone here. Because if you had a video camera, what you would see Just is in the time we've been talking... It's out of control. They literally, first off, people were coming in politely along a certain path. Now they have literally diverted between the cars to try to get in. There are thousands of people here. This is like a fish concert. It is not like the standard, horribly boring, useless political events that Anthony has to go to because he's a nice guy, and I have to go to because I make a living doing it. But you know... In terms of if you want to talk about creating a revolution, whether Bernie could do it in American politics, there's a couple things we're sure of. One is that Hillary Clinton can't do it, and I don't think any of those Republican candidates are able to do it either. And the thing is, they don't even have a desire to do it. The thing is, in America, as John was just alluding to, in terms of the political process, but also the economy, you could argue we've hit rock bottom in a lot of ways. Homeless, greatest inequality since the Depression. A lot of people homeless, a lot of people hungry, real wages down, people making less money today than they were 10 years ago. I mean, that's pretty far down. So the question is whether anybody is going to be able to inspire people to try to, you know, take up the torch and really create a revolutionary spirit, at least in American politics. And if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Bernie. It was uh, John Nichols of The Nation and Senator uh, Anthony Polina, who I ran into yesterday afternoon down on the Burlington waterfront about an hour before Senator Bernie Sanders' speech announcing that he was run is running for president. We'll uh, take your phone calls throughout the program. Coming up in just a few moments here, we're going to catch up with uh, one of um, a great author, a guy out of Massachusetts, Ben Coase, who also is involved with a private equity firm, which is uh, among the people that they own, uh, the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. So we'll talk to Ben coming up shortly. Let me remind you, too, about our friends at Green Mountain Access. If you're looking for an outstanding local Internet service provider, make it our friends at gmavt.net. You can call them toll-free at one 321 and they're on the web at gmavt.net. Just successfully completing a pretty complex switchover that they made to a uh, new email-based system and have to say, totally glitch-free. So congratulations uh, for that. Well, at least for me, so hopefully 
everybody else had the same experience. I would bet that they did. If you would like to sign up for their outstanding service, you can call them today at one 321 and they're on the web at gmavt.net. You can always send me emails at mark, M-A-R-K, at G-M-A-V-T dot net. Uh, in just a moment here, we'll take, uh, we'll take a short break here, and then when we come back, we'll kick off our discussion with Ben Coase, the author of Independence Day, and a close personal friend of the Bush family. We'll ask him, we'll get his take on the announcement yesterday of Senator Bernie Sanders back after this. During the drive and discover event at Mid-State Chrysler,